Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rufino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Massive show in store for you tonight. Zach is back. No, I'm not talking about producer Zach. Talking about, uh, yes, we're talking about producer Zach is back. My man went on vacation, feeling good. He was staring at girls the whole time I heard, per sources. Good to have producer Zach back in the building not what we're talking about tonight though even though i'm really excited to have him back rafino's rants for three weeks we've been fielding so many questions about can can brian kelly recruit is matt house getting lazy and then you land tylen singleton out of manny which the last two coaches have not been able to go to manny and be able to get a recruit but Four-star, top 150 guy, Tylen Singleton, commits to LSU. And by the way, it's going to be a massive, massive week in recruiting. you got the Bayou Splash. Kai, uh, Kai Bates is going to be committing on Wednesday. A lot of LSU fans need to be catching out for that or watching out for that one. Brian Kelly has kind of said my turn. And infielding your questions, there's been a lot of negativity rolling around this LSU coaching staff and recruiting. We'll talk about that in the Rafino's Ranch. One guy we got to give a lot of flowers to who, guys, quite honestly, and all of these big-time uh, recruits that you're talking to, the name that continues to come up is Sherman Wilson, who's on the staff. Frank Wilson, that's on the staff. Joe Sloan, that's on the staff. Guys, Joe Sloan was out here, and we're, we're hearing that, you know, he had – some impact and recruiting Singleton. But Sherman Wilson lock helping lock down the state for Brian Kelly along with Frank. So a lot to talk about there. We'll talk about the Bayou Splash. As I mentioned, Carter Bryant joins us at 7.30 as he does every single Monday. Um, we'll go around your SEC. Trey Turner, former LSU Tiger, getting a workout with the New Orleans Saints, the five-time Pro Bowler, a guy that's been on this show before Trey Turner looking forward to talking about him and the Saints start to report football is here man god I could feel it Zach I could feel it in my bones you know I walked out the side I walked outside this morning many of you in Louisiana will know this even though it was 93 degrees outside there was a little breeze little little nippy this morning I was expecting it to be hot and humid there was a little breeze in the bayou this morning. I could smell football in the air. My God, am I glad for it. As guys like teams like Louisiana Tech. Zach, did you know this? Louisiana Tech, uh, Louisiana Tech football camp starts this week. 
We have a game in a month. August the 26th, so it's going to be fun. So a lot to get to. Let's get to a couple comments before we get rolling. Delton says, my butt is in East Tennessee repping LSU. You got to love it. You got to, got to love it. Jamie Brady says, Blake, are you hearing anything on Holman? I have been told no later than Thursday a decision and commitment will be made. It's what I've been told. I don't see it going past then. I don't know if you're gonna if it's gonna be too much longer. Um, I know that Jay Johnson's confidence is high. Tennessee has made a massive push. We'll see. Bray Montgomery, guys, that's going through his agent. So I, I'm gonna be real with you. I will be so excited if he comes to LSU. I also will not be surprised when he doesn't. I think this comes down to one thing and one thing only. Uh, Doug No says, your boy Joe saying Notre Dame is going to be uh, going to the playoff. I don't think he said that. I think he said they're going 10-2 and and will miss the playoff. But I get what you're saying. Gary Landry says, it's the BK era, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Bart Smokey says, what is the schedule for Holman? I was told no later than Thursday. But <laughs> in recruiting, that can change so, so quickly. So, so quickly. Joe Ritchie says, football season is in the air. Uh, Kevin says, let's freaking go. For real. Let's do this thing. All right, a couple more before we get rolling. Michael B says, am I the only one who is looking forward to the return of SEC shorts? Zach's a big fan of them, aren't you? Like, really big fan? I I like them, but I don't, like, I'm, I think their content's great. Um... But I don't really get, like, some of them. You know, like, why everybody's, like, so excited. But they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They got really, really great content. Uh, they, one of the guys that's on there, they say, looks like me. Looks like me. Uh, Don Wad says, Kai Bates swinging LSU's way. Prairie Tennessee writer on, on three. Well, all I'm going to say, Don, is if you would have been on the AYS message board, AYSSnetwork.com, this came out to you two weeks ago. And I quote tweeted it in our message board again today. Don't count out Sherman Wilson, brother. Don't count out Robert Seeples. The name that continues to come up in this is Sherman Wilson. So we talk about recruiting staffs all the time. We talk about, you know, Frank Wilson, Joe Sloan. We talk about Matt House getting, you know, being a recruit, a, a big part in Tylen Singleton. Sherman Wilson is tagged in all of these ones. You, you hear Wardell Mack. Oh, man, there's some confidence gaining Blake on Wardell Mack out of New Orleans. Sherman Wilson. Frank Wilson. I, I'm just being real. Brian Kelly has done a, a fantastic job at g staff building that some of these dudes are going to have to start getting raises. John uh, 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 Belton, uh, Bobby... Sherman's in all of these, man. So when you – the recruiting staff is constantly talking to recruits. <laughs> it's how coaches in July get to go on vacation. The recruiting guys don't. The recruiting guys do not get to go on vacation. Occasionally, maybe they will. Still. 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 Anyway, Don says I was I'm on there, dog. I'm a monthly sub. No, I, I didn't mean you, Don. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant in general. If it came off that I was saying that to you, that's not how I intended. It. All right, one more, one more, or two more, two more. Uh, Ashton says I know. Got you guys mentioned we won't go undefeated. Which game do you think we potentially drop? We'll we'll talk about that with Carter Bryant. Michael B says you only have to play with uh, them with the captions on Blake, or you will miss a lot of the jokes. Yeah true all right let's get rolling sorry about our good friends over at gm varno and sons are good friends over at bell online but before we do that everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share share to all those social media groups on facebook share to all of your social media uh, pages on facebook as well wherever you listen to podcasts rate review and subscribe sub to us on youtube a lot of content coming out on our youtube channel and wherever you listen to or not wherever you listen to podcasts where if you're watching us on fubo tv 
Thank you so much for joining us. Let's talk about Giambardo and Sons, betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. we got a lot of recruiting stuff that we have to talk about Brian Kelly's achievement. We talk about it next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Graffino. Sit you on by. We're back! Don says, Sherm, I'm assuming he means Sherman Wilson, uh, needs a huge raise, dog. He is a dude. Or, or he's a dog. Look, I don't really want to waste any time. I, I see Samuel Merrifield's question. I think I would really like it if you got Luke Holman, Bray Montgomery, if he goes to Mississippi State. I don't think that he... I, it doesn't really bother me, but we got to talk about what's going on with LSU and recruiting. So in case you missed it, Saturday, we were actually on our way back to Zach. We were out of town. Me and my wife and the kids were out of town. And we did the show on Bleacher Report. We, you know, we were, you saw us. We, it was kind of a little chaotic. Somebody said I, I, I looked like I was in a hotel. Late. We were actually in an Airbnb, believe it or not. But... Saturday, we're on the way home, and I get the phone call around 2.30. Hey, Blake, here comes Singleton. Get home Saturday, it happens. Now, in the state of Louisiana, eight of the top ten players in the state have committed to LSU. I will continue to say this. You have to close with Wardell Mack. You have to close with Don McKinley. No doubt. I, there's no argument you're going to get from me about that. But you just went into an area that not a lot of people have had success in in this state, or really just at LSU, has not had massive success. And guys like Sherman Wilson, guys like Matt House, you know, now you're hearing a lot about Sherman Wilson going into Manny and plucking arguably one of the best linebackers, if not the best potential linebacker in the country. What's interesting is a lot of people look at Tylen Singleton and start asking questions. He's the same exact height and same exact weight as a guy named Patrick Queen. So, yeah, I think he's going to be pretty freaking good, man. Pretty freaking good. Don said that Sherman Wilson needs a raise. Hell yeah, he needs a raise. Because every one of these recruits, Kai Bates commits on Wednesday. It's already starting to come out. You guys are posting it in the chat that people are saying now LSU leads. How do you think that that's happening? Which leads me to my Rafino's rants. Zach, I know you've been in and out because you had the thing with your church and vacation. Just going to tell you, the last three weeks from a recruiting aspect and people overreacting to June and July recruiting has been comical. It 1,000% has been comical. This is why you don't overreact to June and July recruiting. You get a massive linebacker from the state, a kid from Orlando, Florida, a 6'2", 185-pound DB, is set to make his announcement on Wednesday 
And a lot of people that have a lot of buzz around Kai Bates. I wonder why. Is he trending towards you? Then you have the Bayou Splash. This is why under a Brian Kelly regime, whether you're in media, whether you're a fan, there's not real reasons to be freaking out. Because if you land the prospects that you think that you will, if you want a list of them, just go to our message board. But if you want a list of them, you're very much in line and posed to have another top five recruiting class just in high school alone. Not even talking about the transfer portal, which I don't necessarily believe Brian Kelly has done continuously dipping his toes into the portal. But I thought Brian Kelly couldn't recruit. I guess you, some fans don't see what I see and read the comments through a nightly show or whatever the case may be on our message board of people asking the question, what's going on with LSU and recruiting? Nothing. Nothing's going on. In a bad way. Because I still think at the end of the day, you sit in a good spot for the other two. I've said, I said this six months ago. It bears repeating. We've said it multiple times. The last time that the top 10 kids and top 10 players, I shouldn't call them kids, but the top 10 players in a recruiting class went to LSU was 2001. Can you close? Because if you do, That's how national championships are won. That's how massive amounts of first-round picks start going into the NFL. Because historically, when you recruit those top 10, about eight of them normally hit to some degree. Maybe you have an Ismael Sopcher here or there, but when you have an Ismael Sopcher, you have a Devonta Smith. When a kid leaves New Orleans and goes to Texas and is named Harold Perkins and then comes back, yeah, you start feeling really good about where you're sitting right now. The bottom line is don't overreact to what happens in June and July. We will tell you if there's if there's reasons to freak out. But as of right now, there's no reasons to freak out. You're about to do something special. Now, Saturday, or it means Friday, excuse me, you have the Bayou Splash where Colin Simmons, Caden Durham, Jelani Watkins from out of state will be in town. What what happens with Kai Bates Wednesday? If he commits to LSU, if he commits to LSU, does he show up? You got Colin Hurley that will be in town. And oh, by the way, you got everybody and their mama, literally in punts intended, going to be there this Friday from inside the state that you want to be there. Oh, and by the way, that uh, probably and arguably the best edge rusher in the country is going to be there in Colin Simmons. And it, from what it looks like, he might not be there for just one day. It's, a, it's different, man. This isn't less. This isn't Ed. I said this last night on Pooh Bear Show. This also bears, bears repeating. It feels as if, it feels as if Brian Kelly is doing in recruiting everything that Orzron wanted to. Ed said he was going to lock the state down, and then he was going to go outside the state nationally and bring in first-round picks. Well, I I mean, is Brian Kelly going to be the one that does that? Because you know what's the truth. It's so crazy because we're in it and we don't see it this way because we feel it because we're in Louisiana. Fit does not matter when you win. And fit does not matter when you have a coach like Brian Kelly who's led a team like Notre Dame. Guys, you got Notre Dame's head coach, the winningest coach in Notre Dame history, to leave that institution and come here. Is it sinking in now? The man, if Brian Kelly were 
to finish this class in the top five. It will be the first time that he's had three because you got to give him when he first came in with Will Campbell, Emory Jones, and everybody else. He will have three back-to-back top five classes. And they're really well-balanced. You're getting some pieces along the offensive line. The only real area of concern, not named Dominic McKinley, would be in the interior of the defensive line. And Jimmy Lindsey hasn't been here long enough for for us to start throwing stones at him at the current moment on what he can and cannot do. His process is taking recruits to the deep end of the water and meaning deep end of this recruiting process so that he can be at the top when LSU makes a run again to get those players to commit. Again, excluding Dominic McKinley. But we've mentioned it before. Sherman Wilson on the recruiting staff needs a pay raise. Bobby, uh, Belton, and then you have probably and arguably the greatest recruiter in LSU's history that's not a head coach, and Frank Wilson's on this staff. and Because I, I think he's better than the way that he was. I think Frank Wilson as a recruiter, because he went out there and got head coaching experience, I think Frank Wilson is a better recruiter today than he was 10 years ago. Take, has taken leaps and bounds. The simple fact that he could go into Texas and take Caden Durham, and quite honestly, the only back that you're going after here in this class, you're going in there to get that kid. Are you going to trust 247 on three ESPN rivals? Are you going to trust their evaluations? Are you going to trust Frank Wilson's evaluation? Because I'm going to trust Frank Wilson's evaluation. Look at your running back room right now. It is deep. Pause. But it is massively deep. Pause. There's a lot of momentum into recruiting. There's a lot of momentum into the season. And it's an exciting time to be an LSU fan. Blake, they're number 14 in the in the recruiting rankings. I could care less where they sit in the recruiting rankings. Guys, last week, Alabama was sitting at 32 on 247. 32. They're in the top 10 right now. <laughs> and they're not going to be below five. It's just how they roll. It is how they roll. You're starting to get to that place, too. All right. Donnell says, there's no need to say, Pauls, you were speaking facts. It's deep. The best running back talent on your roster right now may be fifth on the depth chart. He might be fifth. Caleb Jackson might be the fifth best running back on the uh, you know on the depth chart, not best, but he might be the fifth running back on the depth chart starting week one, because I think Florida State's going to get a very heavy dose in the running game from a lot of the experience in the older backs: Josh Williams, Noah Kane, Logan Diggs, John Emery. They are going to they are going to legitimately. Rotate them, guys. It's going to be a lot like what you saw under uh, under less with the running back room. It, it it really really is. You're going to have three or four guys that have seven to nine to ten carries. Maybe one of those backs breaks out, and you're going to look up at the end of the game and say, "Dog, did we just run the ball for two hundred plus yards on this team?" You're going to do that. Because the offensive line got better. So all this momentum that we're talking about, yes, right now it's starting in recruiting. But the funny thing is, is Brian Kelly's State of the Union when it came to SEC media days was strictly about recruiting that got completely overlooked because people wanted to know from him, 
stuff about an artificial intelligence. We want to know how Jaden's going to do. Well, the thing that Brian Kelly was doing in his own way was recruiting. A man as calculated as Brian Kelly does not make the statements that he did at SEC Media Days if he doesn't know something. It's a, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. By the time you look up, Zach, Santa Claus is going to be coming. Hopefully you're in, a, in the playoff race. Couple comments. Carter Bryant joins us in five. Uh, Rick says the recruiting services are widely inconsistent. On rivals, Colin Billiot is the twentieth in the state, and he is third on two four seven. Well, don't get it twisted, Rick. I agree with you. Colin Billiot was almost in the thirties on two four seven a week ago. He commits to LSU and he got an LSU bump. Um, Wade McBride says BK never had a state he could lock down. Now he has a pick of the litter. Well, the pick of the litter is just the top ten. The pick of the litter is the top 10. And he's made a massive focus on getting every kid from the state. Because what does he know? Nick, why would I change everything that Nick Saban did? Let me recreate it. It, guys, it is 1,000% the truth. I... <laughs> And what's crazy, Les and Ed, poor Ed, couldn't get it rolling like that. Brian Kelly has said, why am I going to recreate something that doesn't need to be recreated? I'm going to spend all of my focus in a state where I know I can win. Sure, Arch Manning and Eli Holstein don't come here. Sounds good. <laughs> Quarterback with a transfer portal is not a place where I'm war LSU and quarterback is not a place I'm worried about right now. It's in a real, it's also been completely revamped by Brian Kelly. Tylen Singleton's a really good player, man. He we saw him in the state championship game track down Trey Holly in the open field and make a, a have a massive tackle. This class is shaping up to be really good. Very, very, very good. It could be special. You got to close, though. Let's not get it twisted. Brandon Reese says, people like to talk about culture fit. Blake Scott Frost was born and raised in Nebraska and played for that school. And look at how that turned out. I mean, Ed's from the state, too. At least he did win a natty. Couldn't even make a bowl game. Yeah, he couldn't even get more than five wins. M my point is... Brandon, as I 1,000% agree with you. I 1,000% agree with what you're saying. Uh, Brandon Graziano says, Blake, shit, Santa is coming five months from now or from tonight. That's true. How wild is that? In five months, Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> Doug Nose says, uh, Jackson is an animal. He ran 23 miles an hour. Did y'all see that? That That's nuts. He also says, Eli Manning and Arch Holstein. Is that what I said? Eli Manning and Arch Holstein? <laughs> hey, man, I get excited. Shit just starts flying out. Pause. But it's true. It's true. All right, Carter Bryant's supposed to be here by now. I don't know where he is. Late as usual. Probably drinking ranch water with Luke Bryan. Isn't that what people do in Arkansas, Zach? They, you know, they drink beer and... By the way, did you see that little video from Luke Bryan, by the way? The Make-A-Wish Foundation? My goodness. Go type in... Not Luke Brown. What, 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 what's the big guy's name? He's fat. He's got a beard. What's his name? I don't... I don't... No, Blake Shelton's not fat. Luke Combs, that's it. Luke Combs. Anyway, y'all right. Y'all right. I mean, we kind of look alike. I probably shouldn't have said fat guy with a beard because I'm a fat guy with a beard. Anyway, all right. 
Talk some more LSU football. Carter Bryant next. Don't forget, we're going to go around the SEC in just a minute. Texas is kind of getting put. I guess we got to throw Texas into this, right? Are, are we going to start throwing Texas into our around the SEC? Sark just got pushed in a locker by Dabo and Clemson. They just lost a massive recruit. We'll talk about that after Carter, the power and Saints camp reporting. Talk about that next. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Don't go anywhere. The power is next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back! Carter, the power, Brian. I thought Brian Kelly couldn't recruit. No, he can't. He's terrible at it. I mean, just God... Awful. I will tell you this. I will tell you this, Carter. Kai Bates commits on Wednesday. Big one. Wardell Mack says he wants it to be done before the season. Let's see what happens with Don McKinley. Man, Carter, if if they can close, this is going to be something that's going to be talked about like in serious in serious note around the state, but I think nationally, this man just came in here and locked the state down when Ed Orgeron couldn't. Let's get to it. Okay. Obviously, yes, uh, you've talked about it at length. Highland Singleton, big time pickup over the weekend. And, you know, you, you finished 10 for 10. That's obviously pretty legendary. It's not been done a whole lot. And it uh, goes to show you that these kids are buying in with what the staff is selling. Right. And obviously, as you know, Blake, I'm, I like some of the Louisiana three stars that they have committed uh, in this class as well. So really excited uh, about this. And hopefully LSU, you know, continues that tradition, top 10 recruiting classes. And you, if you get some of the biggest fish of them all, you could finish in the top five. And that would obviously mean LSU is still recruiting at that national championship level, baby. Well, you can't tell me that beating Alabama doesn't make a massive point oh, yeah. here. Like, I, I, and I just think, Carter, that families look at Brian Kelly as the head coach and, and say, well, he's, you know, yeah, he's not Ed. Like, we know the direction he's taking us. And, right. am, I, am I wrong in just saying, like, hey, it's going to be different while he's here for a while. Yeah, and that's a good thing, right? You needed someone to rewrite uh, where we were going with this program. And BK's done a really good job of that. Now, obviously, Blake, it's time to transition that onto the field. And look, Kai Bates, obviously a really good corner out of Florida, top 150 guy. Uh, That's someone you definitely want to be a part of your class. We know the importance of defensive backs, and that would be wonderful. And, you know, we all keep up with the recruiting, the Bayou splashes, all that stuff. That's very important. But players also want to see a good product on the field. And if LSU puts together a product on the field like they did last year, things are only going to get better in recruiting. I agree. We've talked a lot of recruiting so far. Let's talk about on the field. Uh, Carter, we're 10 days away from this team reporting. Um, You know what's interesting? A unit that we did talk about, but – not in great depth. I said that I thought LSU and the interior defensive line was subpar the last couple of years. We kind of pushed back a little bit on that. Yeah. I've asked you this multiple times. You've talked about DB. We've talked about running back, quarterback. When that gate opens on Wednesday, the first place that I'm going is watching the defensive line. It's specifically yeah. the interior defensive line. Carter, I know what Denver Harris is going to get me. I, I just – I kind of feel like I know. I kind of – I know – Maybe because I watch a lot of Southeastern football, I know okay. the kind of player Zy Alexander is going to be. I know his weaknesses and his strengths. Are we all right in the interior defensive line? 
because the last yeah. three games, times you lost, it's because you got pushed around up there. Now, you didn't have Mason Smith, but that's the position group that I'm going to. I want to see the big uglies up front on the defensive line. Yeah, especially with the, a new coach and Jimmy Lindsay. That's no doubt. The first time, that's going to be the first time, Blake, you, you'll be seeing him, you know, run the operation, right? And that'll be also one of the first times that he has, obviously, his full position group. Uh, Deshaun Womack, uh, by all accounts, obviously, you really plugged in with him, Blake. But he's back. He's, he's ready to go, 100%. Yep. So mm -hmm. there's nothing holding him back now. I'm hearing a lot of good things about his development. And obviously, it's going to come down to what uh, Matt House wants to do with him. It's going to be a very key piece. So one thing, Blake, is technique-wise, what do they want to do with their defensive line? Do they want to try and run a little bit more tight front where you have two four eyes and a straight head up, and that's what Aranda did, and that's what uh, Matt House did in 2018. LSU did some of that this past year, but not a whole lot. Obviously, you need the personnel. You need the dudes to run that. You got to have some, some guys that can really hold their ground. And that didn't really fit LSU's total room, especially after Mason Smith uh, left. So we'll see. Obviously, I think the most interesting guys will be not only Womack, but the transfers, right? What does Jordan Jefferson look like? What does Paris Shan look like? What does Jalen Lee look like? Can you get at least one of those guys to be a key rotational piece? I think one of them will emerge, hopefully two of them. And if you get a rotation going. Obviously, Makai Wingo played way too many snaps last year. I think we all agree on that. Jaqueline Roy also wore down as well. You got to have a deeper rotation up front um, in that defensive line. If not, you're just going to get the ball run down your throats like you did at the end of last season. Yeah, and what's interesting, you know, Brian Kelly talked about SEC, SEC media days wanting to get Mason Smith one-on-one -on -one opportunities and maybe doing things that he gets a one-on-one -on -one opportunity Carter, this is what he said. This isn't what I've said. He he said that he thinks Mason Smith is going to win 90% of those one-on-ones. If that's the truth, okay, then I expect there to be some exotic stuff to get, like what they did with Chris Jones, okay, at Kansas City when Matt House was there. They did a lot of exotic stuff with the backers. Now, I know Spa uh, uh, Steve Spagnuolo called that defense, but I think that he could learn from that when you have that yeah. big of an interior defensive lineman. I am going there. I want to see Jimmy Lindsay. I want to see Coach Jancic. How does that really form into a lot of things? I think that it will be interesting. Carter, yeah. you know, camp is one thing, and I think that we will debate and talk about what this quarterback, that quarterback, this guy, this guy, this guy is doing. Let's talk about a little bit, though, on the season Carter, I continue to go up and down this schedule, and I look at it. Like, I'm sitting here looking at it right now. I There's not really anybody that scares me other than Florida State. Nobody on this schedule scares me more than Florida State. I look at that and say, yeah, man, maybe if you lose to Florida State, I could see you winning the next 11. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely within the realm of possibility. So, what um, is there any teams not named Florida State that don't, that scare you yeah absolutely who because it's not necessarily who you play it's when you play them and right. what time you play them right now like you're a former player i'm a former player um you play college i didn't but i always ha had the mindset where i will play anytime any place anywhere and that's the mindset of most players but the reality is it does affect your performance when you actually play teams. So, you know, for me, I think Missouri is the weakest team SEC-wise when you look at pretty much any power ranking system. But at the same time, that's a tough spot. As you know, Blake, the back-to-back -back road game stat, that's going to be um, on the back end of playing Ole Miss, you know, the week before. I'm not saying Mizzou is anywhere close to LSU when it comes to talent. Nobody would say that. But it is tough to go on the road and play in the SEC. It just is. Um, especially Missouri plays a lot of day games. You play a day game in Columbia, Missouri, which is basically just out there. That could be a difficult game. But that's just an example of LSU is just not going to play their absolute best every week. And that's why this team, like they did last year, they're going to have to grind out some of these victories. Um, because for me, Blake, I don't think any of the SEC teams – LSU will play next year are just bad. I wouldn't just look at any of those teams as just 
runovers. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not high on Mississippi State going into this next year. Uh, Arkansas skill guys, not a huge fan of their receivers and tight end uh, groupings. All these teams have weakness uh, weaknesses that LSU will play next year. It's just tough the way that some of these games can be sequenced. And one, one final thing about the schedule is that Auburn game, uh, CBS has two day games. They get to choose uh, on that slate which two games that they want. Uh, that very well could be an 11 a.m. home game. Now, 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 now look, Blake, I, I know the pitchforks are going to come after me after that, but that's how you know it works out. So you obviously need some luck. You need a ton of injury luck. But on paper, you are correct, Blake. There very well could be a real possibility that LSU is favored in every one of their games, especially if the Florida State line stays the way that it is now. LSU will be favored in every one of their games going all the way up until the Alabama game. Do you think that they would be a favorite if they're undefeated going into that one? It just depends on how Alabama performs. Both teams are undefeated. No, Alabama would be favored. I agree. Yeah, because uh, okay. it's at so home. Like, it would be like if right. if it was in Death Valley, it would go to LSU. Exactly. exactly. Um, you know, Carter, a team that, you know, when I look at this, I, I don't look at teams and when you play them as much. I look at matchups, like position group matchups, okay? I, I don't know how to feel about Ole Miss offensively. I, I just don't, Okay. The reason being is that they're replacing some guys along that offensive line, okay? that Three guys in the interior. Is Jackson Dart with a reloaded defense at LSU going to be able to pick you apart? I, I, I don't know that. Yeah, Quinton yeah. Junkets can run for 200 yards. That doesn't mean anything to me. The, the fact is, can Jackson Dart, after taking all those big hits, does he have buyer's remorse and saying, I should have never came to Ole Miss? Huh? Huh? I, I do look at Missouri. You know, it, it's weird, but I don't think that there's any position group that they have. I think defensively as a unit, they're really damn good under Blake Baker. I look at Miss State. I look at Arkansas. I, I We continuously have this conversation. But let me ask you this. I, that's a lot to be said for this. You covered the team in 2007, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So when you were covering the team in 2007, did it feel a lot like this? Like – when you covered the team in 2019, did this not feel a lot of the same ways that I feel? Like, hey, man, there's no reason you should lose this game. None. Now, I do want to make one clarification. I was a freshman at LSU. I was I, what, I didn't officially start my media career. I was just a fan. But obviously, I can't. Okay, well, you covered 2019 yeah. at an extensive right. pace. Yeah, so, so, so when you go yeah, through both of those, how did it feel? Did it feel like this offseason? It did for this reason. Um, it may, no certain team feels exactly the same, but LSU did return a lot of guys um, on the 07 team. It's part of the reason why they won so many close games, Blake, because they were very experienced. 2019, LSU only had three draft picks the year before. That was tied for their fewest um, ever at LSU, so that means that they were returning a lot. And now with the transfer portal and draft pick thing isn't as important in my opinion, but they still didn't lose just an exodus of a ton of key guys. That's at Ojolari and maybe a few others. So they do return a lot of snaps. In particular, they return a lot of snaps on that offensive line. So it does feel similar because there are so many guys coming back, and that's normally a good sign for if a team is going to be a championship contender or not, especially considering all the better teams on LSU schedule return so or, or does not return so many key guys. Alabama, new quarterback, new system as well. Florida, new quarterback. Obviously, Georgia, uh, when we play them in the SEC championship game. Speaking it into existence tonight on AYS, uh, when you rematch them, you don't have to worry about Stetson Bennett, who carved us up. He was excellent in that game. So um, I, I think LSU is in a good spot because they do return so many key guys. What's the best unit on LSU's? team right now i would say wide receiver there's obviously some concerns there after those top two guys and then honestly the unit that will probably be the best is the linebacker unit uh when you have harold perkins and omar spates i think by the end of the season 
it'll be clear that both of those guys are top 10 players on the team, if they're not already. Definitely Harold Perkins and probably Omar Spates. And then if you throw in the Jack position, I've grown a little bit on Ovia Gufu recently. Obviously, he was on my channel, so a little bias there. But (laughs) just being real, I I like Ovi. I like his attitude. I've gotten to know a little bit about him. And he's really hungry to, you know, be on a competitive team. Um, You know, the Jack linebacker, you might not have the same level of playmaker as B.J. Ojolari, but you have a lot of experience there and some young guys behind him. So right now, Blake, I, I would give the slight, edge to wide receiver because i think btj is about to have a big year but then after that i'll go linebacker let's stay on that btj why do you think he's going to have a big year so we just did a huge breakdown on power hour lsu the first thing is just positive regression this guy's had just some of the worst luck when it comes to overturns and his foot barely being out of bounds and just very unlucky things working against him the ball slightly being behind him and look he's not been perfect there are times when he disappears but this is what i like he blocks well right that's always a key thing he that shows me he's a very unselfish guy right in that alabama game uh we missed him a few times where he was able to get some separation he had zero catches but when we needed him he put Elias Ricks back on our own sideline eli ricks right. is trying to join our team again um, <laughs> It, 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 go look at it. Eli was just I remember. Like, yeah, and, and those little things really, you know, stand out to me. But obviously watching him, I, I watched every catch he's made and almost made. He had a 71-yard touchdown uh, return versus Florida as a freshman. I'm telling you, like, unluckiest things I've ever seen. But he's got to become a bigger alpha. You are the clear-cut number two guy. You've got to become a little bit more of a himothy. Um, have that mindset, be that guy, be a little bit more vocal. Say, Hey, throw me the ball. Uh, I'll go up and go get it. Obviously he's one of the best at that at LSU. So I am really bullish on him going into next year. I think we all see the talent. We all know his background Walker, great basketball player there, but I think this is a year that he will eclipse 500 ish yards and have a wonderful season as a number two to Malik. I think they got to go more than he's got to have more than 500. Because, well, go ahead. Well, on average, there's 15 to 16 to 20 ish receivers that get 500 yards. So I do think Mason is going to be a solid player. Obviously, him and, you know, Jaden have a lot of rapport, uh, especially after the Alabama game. And obviously, Malik is going to get fed quite a bit. Um, so I, I, I think 500 yards. And Aaron Anderson is going to get fed a lot. Right. And what's going to be very interesting, um, on Thursday, I'm releasing a big third down study, Blake. And one thing, LSU's offense last year was the second best in the SEC at yeah, third six down. six in the country on six, third yeah. down offense, right. Yeah, so uh, it was ninth, but still, you're right there. It um, wasn't sixth? It, it was ninth, total in percentage. But you're right. It, it, it's it's an in the realm, Okay. They're second in the SEC. The issue, though, was there was a little bit of regression when you actually filter out for Power 5 competition. So the next big step for the LSU offense is can they find someone that can consistently move the sticks on third down? Last year, Malik was that guy. He made a bunch of really difficult catches to move the sticks on third, and he had an early one versus Purdue on fourth when he was in the slot. So are we going to play Malik more in the slot because of that? Because Jaden and him have such a good rapport. Um, You you retweeted me earlier uh, today when he converted a big third down versus Alabama. That was a very difficult catch, and that was one of Jaden's better throws while his head got knocked off. Um, Is there going to be someone else? Could that be BTJ that steps up and make those difficult catches to move the chains? It's going to be tough. Well, if he doesn't, Kyron Lacey might. He might. He very well could. So and there's a little competition here to where if he doesn't, I don't know if Kyron Lacey doesn't start getting those targets, right? And so that's the question that you – that's what makes LSU so interesting because they're so deep at these positions. I right. will push back on you at one thing. I'm not going to disagree with you on linebacker. I don't think that you could <laughs> – I think they're <laughs> – 
And look, we're not even talking about Greg Penn and how much of a leap that he could take. Look at DeMond Clark right. from year one to year two. Could Greg Penn be that guy? I think the best position group on this team is quarterback. Okay. Uh, well, I hope you're right. I, I hope you're right. I I think in terms of SEC depth, absolutely. And if that is your best position and Jaden is the first team all SEC quarterback, like people it's are It's not just Jaden, though. It's not just because, – because I know that Garrett is doing the things that he needs to do. Carter, they're just things that I'm hearing that's a little bit different about Jaden at the current moment. Okay, so so you are feeling pretty bullish on a huge jump here. I, I kind of am feeling a little bullish, but but that's the first time I've said that publicly. Okay, Let's like, go. Let's go. All right. With that being, because I'm so reserved in reference to, man, he did miss some wide open things last year. Yeah. But but how difficult, Carter, I just see the progression in a guy like Nuss, and everybody's like, well, he's a fifth-year guy, and these guys don't, don't normally take massive leaps in year five. But it happens. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's, it's, so I just feel that you are going to be – there's going to be differences because I don't – I think teams are going to have to stack the box, okay, and they're going to pitch, pitch – you know, nickel and dime teams down the field and then hit go for a deep shot. Like, hey, Jaden, we're getting man-to-man coverage on the outside. Throw it and see what happens. Throw it to Aaron Anderson because when they're doing their seven-on-seven – and they're going through some drills, and the safeties have to creep up because he's doing it. Carter, I know for a fact that Aaron Anderson caught a 75-yard touchdown last week. Okay? And, and so those are the things that I'm bullish about, but I'm like, hey, man, I, I got to be reserved. But I do agree. If LSU wide receiver unit could cut out the drops – they will be dangerous. Carter, we led the SEC in drops. Your boy from your best friend from ACC StatCat had that stat with Kayshawn, drop percentage, whatever. Right. So, yeah. all right. Last, and, and, go and, ahead. And one final thing. All right. Yes, there were a lot of drops, but sometimes those drops get characterized because they got two hands on it and it's not the absolute best throw. There were but a how many how many of those have to happen for you to lead the SEC? Well, quite a bit of those uh, happen, and that's going to be the big thing, especially Carter. Now, Carter, the one K. Sean Booty first drive in the end zone on the jump ball, he's got to come down with that. Yeah, versus Florida State. Okay, yeah, I agree. With that. Brian yeah. Thomas, the hitch route against Auburn, back to back times, it hits him in the chest. One time he goes to a knee, but Carter it hits him in the chest. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. No, you're right about that. But on one certain kind of route, which is the no. in-breakers. Well, so, you're talking about the, the slot slant. Right. Right. You, you, so there was one versus Tennessee early in the game that Kayshawn should still catch, but the throw could have been better. Okay. One then, boinked off of Jack Besh's helmet. Yeah, no, no, no. I, no, I agree with you. The drops do need <laughs> to get better. But – also, there was another inbreaker versus Alabama on a third and seven uh, in the second half that was also slightly behind Kayshawn, but it could have been a slightly better throw. Now, that's why it goes back to what we were talking about with the wide receivers a minute ago. Obviously, you know, I'm really high on Jaden going into this next season. That normally doesn't happen with Malik neighbors. It just doesn't. Like, there was one time when Malik So you're telling me that it was not happening in Malik, but it was happening with a guy that we knew that was taking off plays. Yes. And, and, a, also, and, and a timing route. Call. That's nothing but timing. Yes. So this is what I'll say about this, is a lot of these great LSU teams, okay, these aren't always like the big highlight plays, like the deep throw to Jamar Chase. Right. Uh, uh, these are the slot receivers. So, like, for instance, this was a guy who was a very good player, not an all-time great, but early set, really good football player. He was that slot guy for LSU that made a lot of difficult catches to move the chains 
And, you know, obviously the Alabama game in 07 is what he's going to be known for, but he was just really good at that. He was very good at making difficult catches over the middle. Is that person Aaron Anderson? Is that person Kyron Lacey, right? I want someone else other than Malik Neighbors to be someone that makes these very difficult grabs next season. And look, there were some that were made last year. We saw Mason Taylor get better uh, as the season moved on, and he started making some really tough grabs when we really needed them. So um, overall, I do agree with you on the drops. The balls on some of those could be slightly thrown better, but at the same time, there's got to be someone that is not quite a Justin Jefferson because he made he's special, special. But one thing Jets did a lot of on that 2019 team was making a lot of these six, seven, eight yard catches in really tight spaces while getting hit. We just didn't really have a ton of that last year, and a lot of championship teams had those kinds of plays. You know what I like to. Speaking about Kyron Lacey from earlier, that dude breaks a lot. He's not easy to take down. Even last year, Carter, when he got his hands on the ball, he was breaking a tackle. He was going to – one thing that was for sure, death taxes and Kyron Lacey breaking a tackle a game. Like in just running over a dude, like getting out of there. It's going to be interesting to see. All right, we did have somebody say, what about Shelton Sampson? I don't think it's fair to ask you that question because he hasn't played yet. But I will tell you, it's going to be tough to keep him off the field, though. So this is what's great about him is he's a true outside receiver. And those are harder to find, okay? And if you can put him on the field, put BTJ opposite him, and let Malik cook from the slot, you're deadly. You're really, really, really deadly. Um, Blake, I, I am a big believer in Malik playing a little bit more slot receiver this year. Um, he, he really showed some tough catching ability versus Purdue early in the game. And I, I just like him there. And part of the reason why I like him there is Jaden feels comfortable throwing the football to Malik neighbors over the middle. Um, so if Shelton Sampson could be a true outside receiver or anyone else, Landon Ibietta, whoever it may be, Chris Hilton, um, I, I'm very high on Shelton Sampson, as you know, Blake. Also like Kyle Parker a lot, but I don't know. I think he's more of a slot guy than an outside guy. Uh, but yeah, Shelton, it's, it's a good question, Brandon. And, you know, we see a lot of people, you know, suggesting some really good receivers here. Um, but look, this is always the case. A lot of great coaches will tell you this. Targets just aren't given, especially at LSU. You got to earn these sons of guns. Like you got to go out there and improve that you are him. Um, and there's room for that behind Malik Neighbors. There still is. As great as and as big a fan as I am of, of Brian Thomas Jr., there is room uh, uh, if he doesn't come in and just be that guy. You, you better watch out because the targets could go elsewhere, like you mentioned, Blake. So what makes you the goat, man? That was a oh, that goat, was a pretty easy breezy lemon squeezy thirty minutes. Let's go. Hey, I do. I I want to do this. Okay, I I do it on my channel. You do this as well. I want to shout out some former Tigers, okay? Andre Sale, okay, former walk-on quarterback. Yeah. I think you remember him. Yeah, uh, Arena League, right? Yeah, so he's playing indoor league. He actually sent me this shirt today. And the reason why I wore it on your channel is because this kind of matches the AYS. Ah, yeah. So, so I wanted to show Sale some love. He was a walk-on backup four-string to Joe Burrow in 2018. So I want to show him some love, man. Proud of him. Uh because it's hard, Blake. You know, right? Uh, you when you're playing these these indoor leagues, you, you got to still be locked in, right? And uh, he worked his tail off to get uh, with the Tulsa team, and he played really well. So shout out to him. Whether you're Curtis Taylor winning the <laughs> national title, <laughs> whether you're Jerry Stovall being look the, at you the goat, whether you are Michael Clayton, okay. Changing the wide receiver game at LSU. Whether you're Brandon Taylor, the best number 18 in the history of LSU. Oh. Name another. The best? Name another. The best? Name If it's not Brandon, who is it? Hmm. That's what I thought. I know it's your guy. No, 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 no. That's what I thought. No, no, no. Here's what I'll say. There are better ones, but... 
Brandon was so nice to me when I was at LSU. He always gave uh, when I was a student reporter. He always gave me an interview, right? And every time I see him, I, I dap him up, tell him how much. Brandon I Taylor that. is the best number eighteen in LSU history. But um, I am completely biased and will stay biased, whether you're Booger McFarland, okay, or whether oh, you're man. Joseph Adai. The point, re- real- the, fa- the fact remains, okay. You got some games you got to go out there and win, buddy. I, I'm, I, I don't want to push back on this number 18 thing here at the end. I, 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 I love Jacob Hester more than anybody, okay? I, blood, I have blood, sweat, and tears with this man. But, but is Hester truly the best? He's number 18. Well, I mean, I guess you can make a Matt Mock question. Uh, but yes, it's Hester. So, so. I mean, honestly, when it comes to just upside and NFL success, wouldn't it be Trey White? That's Carter the Power Bryant. <laughs> uh, I do. I do want to show. I do want to show you this, man. Um, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to the National Card Collection Convention in Chicago this week. <laughs> Hey, it, say it, say that ten times fast. Dude, it's it's a sock and sandal Hawaiian T-shirt fest, baby. It's the nerdiest of the sports nerds, baby. Put, picked up my favorite Dylan Cruz card recently. This was actually given to me uh, not too long ago. Dude, that's, that. Does that say Kaboom? Kaboom! The Team USA, Dylan Cruz. Okay. Uh, I thought of you when I got when I got this. Now I got to get a Paul Skeens uh, big card. But um, oh lord, yeah, we got Bogalusa in the chat. We got Bogalusa. Let's yeah, we go. Got Bogalusa huh? in the chat. Huh? All right. All right, boss. See, See you, buddy. Cheers. Later. All right. That's Carter, the power, Bryant. Uh, Andrew Jordan says, You're losing to Blake Hester is the best. Yeah, but you got to understand, this dude's one of my best friends of all time. Okay. Uh, grew up with him. <laughs> I'm biased. Like I've said, you can't come from Franktown and not represent the dude. All right. <sighs> I, let me just wrap it up here, okay? I, I'll get to – you know what? Let me talk about my good friend uh, Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Don't go anywhere. I got one more re- little recruiting thing I want to throw past you guys. Don't go. See you in just a second. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man. He's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. All right. So that's our good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Let me just end it here. I will formally announce this. We're going to try to talk a little bit more Saints on this channel as the year goes on. Um, I'm excited about that. Campus reporting. I think it, you know, having Trey Turner as a guy that you could get potentially get to come in here. If Trey Turner goes to the Saints, I think that he could start. I like Trey Turner. You know that I'm biased on him as well, not just from an LSU thing, but being that he's been on this show before. I think you're the best team in the NFC South. I think that you have a lot of bad teams in the NFC South too. I'm pretty bullish on the Saints because you're in a bad division and in a bad conference because really it's Philly and there's not really a lot more great teams right now that are in the NFC. We'll see. But I just want to circle back to one more recruiting thing before we get out of here. To the Texas faithful and Texas fans, don't think that I did not remember and realize that your guy, Steve Sarkeesian, just got absolutely pushed into a locker by Dabo Sweeney. So all the momentum that Texas has right now, well, the truth is, is that they're losing some of these battles. And at some point, that narrative's got to change. Here comes Brian Kelly and LSU as well. We'll see you all tomorrow, guys. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.